I'm Gina Acosta, Editor-in-Chief of Progressive Grocer, and welcome to another episode of the Top Women in Grocery podcast. This is a podcast focused on the trends, topics, and interests that move women forward in grocery retail. So in this podcast series, we are shining a light on the extraordinary women in the grocery industry who have had successful careers and interesting lives and who are also making a positive impact in the workplaces that they work in and in their communities. So we are thrilled to have launched this podcast this year on our 100th birthday. Yes, Progressive Grocer has been around 100 years, covering every nook and cranny of the grocery industry. And my guest today on the Top Women in Grocery podcast is Lynette Ackley, She's Vice President of Fresh at Meyer. Now, for those of you out there who have never been in a Meyer store, which is amazing, and, and who don't know much about the company, let me just give a, a brief little overview about Meyer. Uh, it's a company based in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, and they operate 262 super centers and grocery stores throughout Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, and Wisconsin. Did I get that right, Lynette? That's right. Six states. <laughs> and um, I believe like in the early 1960s, Meyer invented the Supercenter concept. It did, the original uh, one. Yes, yes, which is incredible. And if you haven't been in a Meyer store, you really, really should uh, try to get in one whenever you're in any of those uh, states because um, the experience is, is like no other. Um, it's a... A family, it's a very family friendly, mm-hmm. um, clean, beautiful, beautiful uh, store experience. So I highly recommend it. Uh, so Meyer is a privately owned and mm-hmm. family operated company since 1934. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meyer has a fundamental philosophy aimed at strengthening the communities that it serves. Mm-hmm. And they proudly donate more than 6% of their net profit each year to charities throughout the Midwest. Um, and with hunger as a corporate philanthropic focus, Meyer partners with hundreds of food banks and pantries through its Simply Give and Food Rescue programs. They do so much. It's incredible. And Meyer also supports education, disaster relief, and health and wellness initiatives. So that's just a little bit about Meyer. So about Lynette. Lynette is responsible for leading the merchandising strategy and business financials for the Fresh Division. Uh, that's the second largest dollar volume division at Meyer. And she's also responsible for developing best-in-class teams to drive profitable growth across Meyer retail stores. As Vice President of Fresh, she oversees a team of 80-plus team members who manage the product assortment, promotion, marketing, and in-store experience strategies for 19 buying teams Mm -hmm. and categories within her five business areas of produce, meat and seafood, deli, bakery, and Starbucks franchise teams. Mm-hmm. Lynette is responsible for the development of long-term strategies for the fresh store design, uh, including space and visual experience, mm-hmm. digital e-commerce development, and marketing strategy. And she's a leader that empowers her leaders to lead. She invests in their development, is always available to coach and listen. She also steps in when needed to remove barriers, preventing success or, quote, clears the path. And the climate of her team is one of camaraderie and collaboration. Oh, my gosh. Lynette is awesome. Uh, Lynette, Lynette is also a five-time Progressive Grocer Top Women in Grocery honoree. Congratulations, Lynette. Thank you. And she's being inducted into the Top Women in Grocery Hall of Fame for Progressive Grocer this year. 
um, which is going to be so awesome. That's in, so in early November. And if anyone out there listening wants to know more about um, Progressive Grocers Top Women Grocery Program or all of the awesome events that we have planned that first week in November, you can go to groceryindustryweek.com to learn more about that. So Lynette, congrats yeah. again on being a five-time Progressive Grocer Top Women in Grocery honoree. For you know, Congrats for joining our Hall of Fame. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. This is such a pleasure. It is one of the more exciting things I get to do each year to be part of now five times to be part of just such an impressive group of women. And so and it's it's a wonderful event. I cannot wait to be back in person. It's going to be so fun. Not either. I cannot either. It's it's there's going to be a lot of crying. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so, okay. So before we dive in really, really mm-hmm. to, you know, some juicier topics, uh, I bet our listeners would just like to know, you know, more about you, you know, sure. can you tell us a story about what brought you, you know, to this specific career path that you're on? Uh, sure, sure. So again, thanks for having me. Um, what I love about retail is that the it's the variety. It's the variety of every day, but it's really the variety of backgrounds that we all come to uh, these awesome companies. So for me personally, my journey, it started in Indiana. So I grew up, raised in Indiana, took me to the East Coast where I worked on financial services for some time back to Indiana where I got my MBA from Indiana University and then started my journey into retail with an internship as a grad student. Uh, went, spent some time in Minneapolis at Target stores, buying multiple different businesses there and just really getting immersed in retail. And then uh, 11 years ago now, uh, came home to Meyer, which I grew up with Meyer uh, shopping the stores. And I've uh, just had a wonderful time in my past 11 years here. I've been in the beauty business, the baby business, uh, card and party I did a little, and now uh, leading our fresh uh, foods area, which is just so exciting and so gratifying too in this time of of customers eating at home. So it's been quite a journey. I think uh, that is what is exciting for everyone is we all have just such unique backgrounds to what's brought us here today. Did you go to school at that um, IU um, Bloomington campus? Yes. That is one of the most beautiful college campuses I have ever been to. It is. Oh, my goodness. It is. The Kelly School of Business is a great, great business school for marketing and retail and customer uh, CPG businesses. It is. It is. Oh, my gosh. Bloomington. Bloomington. Also, I remember one time I was I was there for some kind of, you know, media fellowship or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to an awesome Tibetan restaurant in Bloomington. I don't know if it's still there, but. What a great, what a great college town. What a great campus that is. Anyway, so Lynette, um, can you just uh, share with us uh, sort of the most interesting story that has happened to you since you started your career? Sure. You know, like I said, the variety is awesome. And so what I think is so exciting about retail is you get every couple of years to move businesses, learn totally different industries. And so as I tried to think about what was the most interesting one, it's so, uh, there's so many. So if I think about over the past couple of years, I've had times to go to New York 
work and learn about the beauty industry and understand trends and see how cosmetics are made and how uh, what's the newest eyeliner, what's the newest color. And then another month later, I'm spending time in a baby formula plant, understanding the technology that goes into what can be more important than feeding uh, our, our babies. And now I come to this fresh food business. Two weeks ago, I spent a week in California, literally walking fields in the Salinas Valley to understand how spinach is grown, how artichokes are grown, how strawberries are literally hand-picked off of the vine straight into that container that arrives in your store. And so I find it to be fascinating. As customers, we go in, we do our grocery shopping, we pick up the items. We have really no idea where it comes from. But on this retailer side, we get to learn how, how are these books published? How are these makeup units uh, created? How is the dye made? How, is, how are these plants grown? There's so many interesting stories. I couldn't even think of one, but I think if you think over the journey in my time, you know, 20 some years in retail to learn about where does our food come from? Where do our products come? is it, just fascinating as a consumer. Oh my gosh, Lynette. I was freaking out when you were talking about California because, you know, as I mentioned to you yeah. uh, before we got on, um, I was in California a couple of weeks ago and I was doing the same thing. I was walking fields. Were you really? Yes. I don't know if I was in the Salinas Valley because yeah. I'm not sure where. I, it was uh, near Monterey yeah. and yeah. Uh, Watsonville, California. Yeah. And I was walking the strawberry fields and the artichoke fields and, yeah. and just <laughs> just in awe, in it awe was- of everything uh, out there, you know, just the beautiful produce and, and everything. So. It is, it, so it is amazing, the technology, yeah. but then also the, the care, uh, how yes. much of our food is literally harvested by hand and then trucked at fresh daily into our stores. The supply chain piece of it is fascinating as well. It is, it is, it is. So can you share with us a story about sort of like the funniest mistake that you uh, made when you were first starting out or, yes. or and what lesson or takeaway you had from that? I think the beauty of retail is we, we probably make mistakes every day, but we get immediately graded whether that customer buys it or not. So as I thought back, when I was a buyer, I started as a buyer in the fresh meat area. I got the privilege of being in charge of our holiday ham business. So think the family meal, holiday hams, how exciting. My analyst and I thought we bought our holiday hams. We thought it came in a case pack of two hams. It actually came in a case pack of four. So we bought twice as many hams as we needed for the entire holiday season. (laughs) Hams are obviously perishable. We were mortified. The lesson that we learned was focus on the solution, not the problem, and have accountability. The soon as we figured it out, we went to our boss. We were accountable. We made a mistake. Here's, though, what we think we can do about it. How can we renegotiate the timing? I share this example with my teams all the time. Because if you're not doing something new, if you're not taking a risk, you're probably not making mistakes. But the key is, if you do make one, learn from it. Speak up about it. Ask for help. Because there's nothing that we can't solve together. 
I would love to work for you. I mean, <laughs> I love my boss. <laughs> Let me just say, I love my boss. Yes. But, but you sound like such an amazing, amazing boss. Oh, thanks. Well, I had an amazing, I've had many amazing bosses along the way. I will never forget. That was, that was my first time as a buyer. I was probably not even a year on the job. I will never forget my boss's reaction when I came to him and told him what I had done. And he was like, it's okay. We'll figure this out. These things happen. Nothing, you know, let's, let's figure. And I have taken that with me for 20 years of my career. So that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So, okay. Let's talk about sort of like the pandemic and Mm -hmm. um, even though the pandemic has kind of subsided now a little bit, but um, what would you say are sort of like the top pandemic related challenges for women in grocery right now? Absolutely. I, I was thinking too, this, I think it's balance in a hybrid environment. So for two years, we talked about how do we find balance when we're all stuck at home together? And how do you turn off your computer when it's sitting next to your bed? Now, it's almost like, I think about almost like learning to ride a bicycle again. Now, I'm back in the office a few days a week here, but I'm home a few days a week. And so it's almost like relearning that whole new routine. So for us as, as women, as moms, not only are we, are we trying to find food at home when everyone's home, but now I also have to figure out food away. How do, what, what is my food for going to work? What are my girls' foods? Now they're going back to school. And so it's just, it's, it's almost readjusting to the new normal that we have to learn it again uh, as, as, as women, as parents, but also certainly our customers. We're seeing major trends in terms of how prepared foods and convenience and simplifying because now you are back at the office or back at school a couple days a week and you don't have all that time to meal prep in between your meeting over lunch. And so balance in a hybrid environment is as, as challenging as it was when we were all at home. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, you know, I was thinking this morning, did the pandemic really happen? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's almost like, um, I don't know. I'm kind of forgetting about it or deleting it from my brain. It's true. Or it's those two years are gone. You know, it's been so exciting to be back in the office and see people. And you're like, whoa, you had a baby. You got married. Your kid's in grade school. When did that happen? I thought they were a toddler. It's it's, it's like we lost two years. So it's been wonderful to get back out and connect again. It has. It totally has. It totally has. So are you working on any new exciting projects right now at Meyer? You know, and how do you think those might might help people, customers, et cetera? Anything Uh, you can talk about? Yes, we, we we just launched. So I, I the the big thing I was thinking about here was about simplifying the meal occasion. So hmm. our, our mission in our fresh area is how do we simplify those decisions when it comes to your meal? How do we be the destination for all of your fresh food needs? And as we think about people returning to work, returning to office, that what's for dinner decision every day is more complex than ever. So we right. are so excited. We've worked on this actually for the past year and a half of the pandemic pandemic. Two weeks ago, we launched a new line of crafted market by Meyer uh, ready to heat single serve entrees. So think of the prepared foods and how that has grown. We already had great rotisserie chicken or sushi programs in all our stores, but now how do we have a filling 
culinary inspired but accessible meal option that you can just reheat in your microwave or your oven. So 12 new entrees, a core line, a signature line, serves one to two uh, family sizes coming soon, fall oh, nice. seasonal items that really just for those days where you don't have time to fully prep a meal because you're back in the office like me today, that you right. can grab one of these on your way home and still have a nutritious um, but really good experience eating experience for a meal for your family. So that is our that is our, our baby that we've been working on for about a year and a half now that, that just launched two weeks ago. Nice, nice. You know, when I was out in California, I visited, obviously, of course, with lots mm-hmm. of grocery retailers. And uh, a lot of them told me that their, you know, prepared foods and food service was already, you know, very popular before the yes. pandemic. And then, of course, it kind of, you know, decreased during the pandemic because people were staying at home, whatever. But now... It's back to not just like pre-pandemic popularity, but increase because a lot of restaurants closed during the pandemic okay. and the, the retailers are seeing a lot of demand or more demand for, for food service and prepared foods because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, you know, just trying to to sort of uh, solve that problem of not having as many restaurants to, to go to, um, you know, whatever the price point right. uh, and, and shopping at, at grocery retailers. So. It's true. And it's also just, it's a meal fatigue. We have been home for two years. We have been cooking every meal at home for two years. We're a little tired of it. I'm a little tired of it at times. And there are days, and I love to cook. I'm a huge foodie, love to cook. But there are days that I just don't feel like it, nor do I have the time. But I still want something that's healthy, that's appealing, that has a culinary twist to it to to give to the family for dinner. So that's that's where our program comes in. Yeah. So going back to sort of like working in grocery and mm-hmm. your colleagues in the industry. So you have any tips for your colleagues in the industry, in the grocery yeah. industry on how to avoid burnout and, yeah. and just dealing with, you know, you kind of talked a little bit of, you know, being burned out about cooking, right. but I don't know if you want to take off. Sure. There. Sure. No, I think uh, I have found for me that you need to find a tribe of people <laughs> and whether that be, personally or professionally. So professionally here at the office, I have my tribe. I have two other of my peers that I've known for many years that we have a standing lunch. We have a standing chat that's just is going, hey, how's your day? Oh, good job in that meeting. Hey, what do you think about this? Uh, how can I help you here? Or you need someone to vent. I think that you need someone always that you know can be there to be supportive, that can help you, that you can bounce an idea off. And I honestly believe that's as importantly professionally as it is personally. At home, you know, I have two girls, six and nine. I have a tribe of neighbors. And so we're all on a text string to say, hey, this person, bus couldn't come, this one. Can can you take this one? Can you pick this one up? At the end of the day, you need to not feel alone. And so is it a mentor? Is it a tribe? Is it someone that you can have lunch or coffee with just to bounce ideas off? Uh, that really gives you, I think, support these days is, is certainly uh, what you need. And it gives you balance. I love my monthly lunch because I know we're going to sit there and chat about what we're doing on the weekend or who is going somewhere fun on vacation. You need to have some balance and not just always talk work. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm I'm really glad that people are getting back to that, you know, yeah. because we had that two-year period where yeah, it was we were really missing that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, you know, it was uh, every time I go out, you know, to like a conference or a trade show or whatever, it's it's really nice to see people back and Agree. and everything. So anyway, uh, so 
Are there any examples that you can share where uh, Meyer is sort of like looking to to implement new things uh, as a result of, you know, post-pandemic mm-hmm. shopper behavior? Yeah, it's been so interesting to see the shopper behavior evolve. I, I, you can't even predict some of the changes. Who would have ever thought what we just went through? I'd say right now we are most focused on the impact of inflation for our customer. And what, and what does that mean in terms of inflation in retails and gas? And so I'd say we have always been focused on growing our own brand, our private label Meyer brand. But how do we even, I think we've doubled tripled efforts to ensure that we have good in stocks, good variety, good trend, and uh, just opportunity for our customers to have access to really quality product, but at a good value. I think we've also in our fresh business, I can tell you, we've really taken a look at any sort of fixed income and pack sizes. And so during the pandemic, it was large family packs because you wanted to stock up and not have to go to the stores often. Now, on a more fixed income, you maybe don't want to spend $20. You want to buy a meat center of the plate protein and have a smaller size available. So just ensuring we have all sizes available. And then how do we think about value every week when we put items? What's going to be that front cover item to ensure that there is great value? It's been an interesting, I think, uh, Two separate ends of the spectrum. On one, you want value and uh, freshness. And on the other, you still want these moments of indulgence or uh, sort of uh, nostalgia that you get through food. And so I think of some of our really successful programs have been in some of those indulgent premium areas like macaroons or the really deep indulgent filled cupcakes, because maybe you don't want to buy a huge big cake, but you want something sweet to celebrate that it's Friday. And so how we have great variety there in some of our programs. Uh, I think being a super center, but a grocer at heart, we have a wide range of customers that are looking for a wide range of products. And so how Mm -hmm. do we figure out what's the right value and and quality to satisfy all of their needs? You know, it should be interesting the holidays, right? It should be interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, I'm sure value is going to be a, a, a big theme, you know, for the shopper and the Thanksgiving meal. Who knows what right. it's going to cost this year? <laughs> it's true. I'm I'm sorry. I, it is it is a tough. The supply chain of the food industry is still very, very challenged to keep up it with is. demand. But I think what's exciting, a, a lot of the research that we've seen is that the family meal that has really come back since our two years at home is still so important. And right. so that's where we really can play a role as, as the grocer and the local grocers. How do we uh, make that family meal simple and accessible, whatever kind of meal you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. Lynette, thank you so much for yeah. being here with me today. I'm so grateful. I, I love it. It's so nice to talk to you. I can't wait to see you in person in November mm-hmm. and meet all of these other wonderful women honorees. Um, I just appreciate so much what, what Progressive Grocer has really done for women in our industry, and I, I'm happy to be a part of it. For more information about the Top Women in Grocery podcast, uh, please visit progressivegrocer.com slash podcasts and you can subscribe to the series uh, wherever you typically listen to podcasts including on Apple, Google and Spotify. Next time on the Top Women in Grocery podcast we'll be exploring career development in grocery and have practical advice on how to thrive in a multi-generational workforce. 
And finally, do you have an idea for a Twig podcast topic? We really do want to hear from you. So please send me an email at giacosta at ensembleiq.com. I'm Gina Acosta. See you next time. Thank you, Lynette, for being here once again. And thank you to everyone for listening.